0: Sunday, January the 23rd. Welcome to this Burlington Audio Podcast. We hope you will be encouraged and inspired in your faith as you listen to this message. We'd love to hear what you think. Please be in touch with us through the website. More information and many more podcasts are all at burlingtonbaptist.org.uk. Thanks for listening. Everybody Well? Excellent. Well, Simon, thank you very much for the lovely welcome. And what a beautiful family spirit there is in this place. Uh, From my heart to yours, I just want to say we love you. That was meant to have a natural response. (laughs) So... For the risk of not being artificial, let's try again. So <laughs> let's, let's delete the first attempt. We love, you. we love you. Yeah, that sounds a bit like, as we have been reflecting, I must say, John 15 has radically changed my life. Personally, I have come to a space of growth, a love for Jesus, than I've known in a while. My eyes have been opened to explore and understand things that I didn't know in the past so clearly. And this morning, I'm going to share some of my gleanings from the Scriptures. Those of you who are here on Friday, we prayed for a young lady. I'm not going to mention her name. But those of you who are here know what I'm talking about. We prayed for somebody who was on the brink of dying. And the Lord set them free. And they are alive, and we close up Two Sundays ago, last week Sunday, my wife and I were ministering at a place in a hotel. Yes, so last week Sunday, yes, we were ministering in a meeting, a lady who's been quite in a very, very bad shape, and as we just... Minister, the Holy Spirit said, pray for her. Pray for her. And I hadn't done that in that way in a long time. We spent about an hour just praying for one person because her muscles were really, really in a poor shape. She could hardly move. But the Lord did a miraculous thing in that meeting. And if you're watching me or listening or you're physically in this place, I pray that whatever you're experiencing, I pray that the Holy Spirit will touch you if you're sick in your body, I pray, any part of your body that you need a touch, may the touch of Jesus be real to you today. I speak healing over your mind, over your emotions, over your physical, for your physical body. Receive the touch of God in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Spirit of God, in Jesus' name. Somebody here, you suffer from migraines quite a lot. I pray that whatever the root causes are, that it will be revealed and that you will know freedom. I speak to that migraine in the name of Jesus. I speak to you. I say, leave my sister now. Leave that woman now. Leave that man now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And the saints said, "Amen. Amen." John John 15 is an amazing passage. As I've been reflecting, this is my own commentary on it. I'll try to simplify it in a way that will make it understood by everybody. So, I've broken it down into seven statements that Jesus starts with. So, he starts with seven true statements. Then he goes into three conditional promises. And then, one powerful reminder... And one powerful commandment so that's how I'm going to approach it this morning and uh, please join me to just appreciate the worship team and the technical team what an amazing beginning we've had this morning thank you for the sense of the presence of God and the reality of Jesus's presence to us so the first statement of truth if we could do that together please one two three go I am the true vine and my father is a vine dresser. We can pause here and, and share this for weeks. But we'll go to statement number two. Let's do it together, please. Every branch in me that does bear... Yeah, so the one that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And the third one is... And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear much more fruit. Hallelujah. Okay, number four. Okay, let, let's do that a bit better, please. One, two, three, go, please. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. i just talk on that slightly. Jesus is saying, my word's have enough power in them to prune you, to cleanse you, to make you whole. So every time we gather, as our hearts are open, young, old, in between, the power of the word of God cleanses, shapes us, strengthens us, helps us, so that we make this life and we walk it fruitfully for the glory of God. So I encourage you, pray for those who administer God's word. And when you are sharing God's word, I encourage you, consider it one of the highest privileges and do it faithfully. And seek that those who hear have understanding. So I pray today that you will not be impressed by my eloquence or the things that I might share. But you would receive understanding because it's by understanding that we grow. It's by understanding that our roots go deeper. It's by understanding the purpose of God's word that we avail ourselves to serve him even fully. Even more fully. So, that was the fourth one. Number five. One, two, three, go please. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. That's a statement of truth. Somebody say with me, please, a statement of truth. These are statements that stand by themselves and in them contains a lot of truth. And like I said, I can dwell on it for a while, but there's a lot to cover this morning. Number six. One, two, three, go, please. I am the vine. And you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. The hymn, by the way, is male and female. Okay, so it's anyone that abides in him will bear much fruit. For without him, he says, without me, you can do nothing. So why not nudge the person sitting beside you and say, without him, you can do nothing. Okay. Yeah. Say, say like you believe it. Say like you believe it. Without him, you can do nothing. You can achieve nothing. You can do nothing of kingdom value. This kingdom life cannot be lived outside of Christ. Outside of being rooted and planted and abiding in Christ. Amen. And our seventh statement of truth is, one, two, three, go please. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered and they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. This passage is, is like the seventh, is the seventh in the series of Jesus' I am statements. So Jesus, the context, the wider context is that Jesus is sharing, he's revealing his divinity. He's revealing who he is. But this specific one contains other truths that the others don't have. In this specific one, Jesus wants us to know that we are connected to the Godhead. We are being invited... To have a, a strong relationship with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and he wants us to believe it because as we believe it, our lives can never be the same again. and he, he has confidence that as his disciples we can grasp this and live and grow in it. that the main characters in the passage are Father, the Son. And he talks about the branches. So, Jesus the vine, Father the gardener, we are the branches, he says, and the fruit. The fruit is where the Holy Spirit comes in. Because it's by the Spirit's help that we bear fruit. Am I, are, are we together? Are we together? I, I, I can't hear you. It's by the Spirit's help, the Holy Spirit's help, that we bear the fruit it's not possible to bear the fruit that Jesus is talking about without the Holy Spirit. So everyone who comes to Christ, who is infilled by the Holy Spirit, has the ability and the help of the Holy Spirit to bear fruit. And what fruit is he talking about? I'll come to that in a minute. So after the seven true statements, Jesus then shares three conditional promises. And this one is the one that I have been living on for the last two months. Two months ago, I was meditating in these two verses. And my eyes were open in a way I have never seen it before. So, let's read it together, please. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you. Just pause for a second. Read it slowly. Let's start again. If you abide in me and my words abide in you. Okay. I thought, Lord, what does that mean? Remember the if. is conditional. It means that it doesn't happen to everybody. It's those who deliberately, intentionally engage with his word. It's not automatic. Not everybody grows. Not everybody bears fruit. But those who intentionally engage. Jesus promises. If You fulfill the condition by abiding. If you make your choice, I want to, I want this life. Lord, Jesus, I want to bear fruit. I want to be connected to you. I want to put my trust in you fully and I abide in it and remain in it. Jesus says, and if my words abide in you, and I thought there are times I have, I have read the scriptures and they haven't stayed. Can anybody relate to what I'm saying? Jesus is saying, the words that stay, the ones that remain, the ones that abide, is the ones that help you to bear fruit. So, when you read the scriptures, I encourage you, read it slowly. And take it in. Matthew 13, Jesus says, in the parable of the sower, a farmer went out to sow seed, and he talks about four different grounds. And the key thing is that In the false soil that fruit came out of, the word was received, but it was understood. And often what happens is, we hear the word, or we read the word, and we don't understand it. And because the Bible says, the enemy comes and he steals the word. I've I've preached countless number of times, I've, I've listened to a number of people speak, and there have been meetings, I've gone away excited. But a few minutes later, if you ask me, what did the speaker say? I said, it was a great meeting. Well, it was, it was an amazing. I, honestly, that guy was, the lady was, oh, anybody know what I'm talking about? So may that not happen today. May you not leave and say, he was good. No, that's not the point. And because of that, preachers also fall into the temptation of trying to be good. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's not about impressing people. Because this is spiritual. If we don't understand the word, we cannot benefit from it. So Jesus says, if my words abide in you. So I've been praying, Holy Spirit, let the word of God abide in me. And what is he speaking about? The words of Jesus. So I've gone back intentionally and slowly read the words of Jesus and the context and they are mind blowing. Honestly. But well, I can be on this for a while. With a few things to get through. If you abide in me. Oh, just ask somebody, are you abiding? Are you abiding? Ask the person near you. Are you abiding? Are you abiding? Are you abiding? Are you abiding? Or you just visit it? Those who visit, they will get very little. But those who abide... This is for those who abide, those who choose to remain with it. And I encourage you, young people, don't disqualify yourselves. This applies to you as well. When I gave my life to Christ at the age of 14 in high school, we devoted ourselves to the scriptures. We didn't understand it fully, but we gave ourselves to it. And today we're products of what we believed in our teenage years. So I encourage you, even if you don't get it fully, just keep at it. And let's encourage young people. People, tri- people will trip, but don't be a, don't be quick to criticize. Unfortunately, the church is not always the best at encouraging people. Or quick to notice people's trips when they trip, then they fall when they when something is not straight. Don't be in that club. Be in the club that encourages. Be the person that looks out for the good. Look at the person when they when they when they do something. Encourage them. I saw you pray there. I heard you. I heard, I saw that. I was encouraged by you. That is what will keep people in the faith. Because often what happens is when people trip and we, and we, we, we discourage them, they fall by the wayside. But I pray that you will not fall. I pray that you will not fall. I pray that even if you stumble, you will stand and you will not fall by the wayside. I pray for every young person here listening and those of you online. Anybody connecting or listening to this later, I pray for you that you will not fall. You will stand and you will bear fruit for the glory of God. Let's give the Lord a clap offering. Hallelujah. There is hope for you. Even in a generation that seems like they've turned away from Christ, there is still hope for this generation you can still encounter Christ and bear fruit for his glory. Are you listening? So wherever you are on your journey, wherever we're at on our journey, Jesus is saying to us, then he says, you will ask what you desire. You will ask what you desire. Because when the word of God abides, when the word abides, it affects your desires. You begin to ask things differently. And I thought, Lord, what are you talking about? He says whatever you desire and it's not just a house a husband a wife um i want whatever else i want to be the ceo of bp and then all of a sudden it's like magic it's not quite what jesus meant if my words abide in you because if you abide in him the whole essence of it is so that we become like jesus amen that's the whole essence of it, that we become like Jesus in every way. And that is my prayer. Holy Spirit, I want to be more like Jesus in every way, in my, in my family life, in the way I, I relate to my wife, to my children, the way I lead, the way I relate to people outside, the way I love those who are outside of the kingdom. For Jesus loved the sinner. I want to be compassionate like Jesus. I want to walk in humility like Jesus. I want to know the power of God like Jesus. I want to know the intimacy that Jesus you enjoyed with the Father. I want to know that. I want to walk in that. That is my prayer. And Jesus is saying, whatever you desire, if you see something of me and you desire it, it's yours. But the word has to abide. It's the abiding word that creates desire. So if you see something of Jesus and you desire to become it, And you press in it. Jesus says, it will be yours. Whatever you desire of me. Whatever you desire. So my prayer is, Lord, I desire to be, I want to be like you in in every way. In every way. In every, in five years time. As I stay on this process. There's no way I can be the same. Absolutely impossible. And the same applies to you. Tell your friend sitting beside you. You can change. I'll oh, say it like you believe it. You can change. Hallelujah. Is anybody awake there today? I said what? You can change. Give a few people elbow, whatever. Just stand and elbow a few people and say to them, You... Can change. You can change. Those of you in the balcony, please join me. Don't, 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 don't disqualify yourself. Tell somebody, you can change. You can change. You can change. And if you're watching online, I say to you, you can change. The power of God can change your life. The word of God has power to change lives. And as we engage with it, it transforms us. There's absolutely no way anybody engages with this. And does not bear fruit. Jesus' Jesus's words are true and they are powerful. So don't just desire material things. Seek ye first, the kingdom, seek ye, seek ye first. Jesus, and everything else, the wisdom you need for your job, your career, it will all fall in line. Am I, am I making sense? Jesus said, people toil for bread that will not last. And they live their spiritual life hanging in the balance. If you put God first, He will surprise you. You can excel at your work, in your career, in your neighborhood. You will, you will flourish for Jesus. May we be known as Jesus, Jesus, Jesus' followers who look like Him, who sound like Him, who talk like Him, who act like Him. May we be known corporately as a body of people who represent Jesus? Well, we don't always do it well. Lord, I pray, forgive us. Maybe we should just pause and say, Lord, forgive us when we have not represented you well. Can we just pause and just pray? Lord, forgive me. Forgive us when we have not represented you well. We've pursued something that is not you. And we've replaced pursuing you for something else. Holy Spirit, I pray. Thank you for bringing to our attention again. This is what it really is about. Help us to pursue Jesus more than ever and forgive us when we get it wrong and we don't represent you well amen are you there you can take some more should we should we, we continue okay so he says and it shall be done for you for by this oh when when oh lord when i read stuff like this i'll be pacing in my oh lord i'll be pacing up and down By this, by this, Lord, you are glorified. I thank you. My life will bring glory to you. That's just how I engage the word of God, honestly. I I just get excited. I shout. I don't wake the neighbors up. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Jesus is about to glorify his name in your life. Oh, is anybody excited about that? I said, Jesus is about to glorify his name in your life. Oh, you don't sound like you're convinced. I said, Jesus is about to glorify himself in your life. For this glorifies my father by this my father what is glorifying him our pursuit of jesus becoming like jesus makes the father glad because that is what it's all about and the more we become like him the more we represent him the more we talk like him act like him the world can never be the same because there are so many jesus-like people walking in our neighborhoods in our places of work when you step into your place of work you carry the glory of jesus into that space your colleagues will feel the difference they will know the difference because you are infused With God's love and his power, his presence changes atmosphere. Wherever you go, his power and his presence in you makes a difference. In our neighborhoods, there must be a difference. There should be a difference. Because people are pursuing Jesus and they want to bear his fruit. Somebody give the Lord a clap offering. Hallelujah. Praise God. I want to be more like Jesus. I desire to be more like Jesus. Beloved, and what I'm saying, God is my witness. I'm not doing this to impress anybody. This is the passion of my heart. It's the craving of my heart. It's the longing of my soul. At dawn, I'm on my face. I'm crying out at night. I'm in the Word. I'm saying, Jesus, I want this to be more real to me than ever before. I've got to a stage. I have no intention to impress anybody. I have nothing to prove to anybody. I want to know Jesus. I want to be more like Jesus. And I want to follow him wholeheartedly. And I encourage you. That's an invitation for everybody. No matter where you live, all over the world, it's the same invitation to everybody. Everybody has access to this invitation. It's up to us. It's up to us to respond. By this, my Father's glorified Burlington. I believe the Holy Spirit will say to you, as you said 140, this is like 270s, isn't it? As you enter your third seventy, yes, may resurrection life in everything you you believe in God for manifest in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 By this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so that you will be my disciples. Okay. I've got to move on because of time. This is the second conditional promise. Can we do that together please? As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain. Oh, hallelujah. That your joy may be full. Your joy might what? Be full. Oh, I can't hear you. Your joy might what? Be full. Be full. And he says what? This, let's say it with a bit of a uh, zest. One, two, three, go this is my commandment that you what love one another as i have loved you hallelujah oh these are the stuff that makes you run about jump about this is my commandment for greater love greater love has no one than this than to lay down one's life for his friends oh lord oh lord the word of god is just just too rich just 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 awesome just awesome just awesome the third one he says you are my friends if you do whatever I command you, no longer do I call you servants. For a servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all these, for all things that I heard from my father, I have made known to you. Oh. Okay. Let's bring it to land because of time. One powerful reminder. Let's read it together, please. One, two, three, go. You did not choose me, but I cho- What do you think that means? Just give you the context. Jesus speaking as a rabbi, as a rabbi, if the rabbi said you're fit, it means the rabbi believes you can be like him. Are you with me? Are you with me? May the penny drop. Jesus said, you did not choose me. I chose you. He's saying to his disciples, I qualified you. I said you could. And if Jesus says you can, you can. If Jesus says you can be, you can be. If Jesus says you can do, you can do. Are we are we together? So what the disciples would have heard is, wow, praise God. He says, I can't. I, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you. So this is the word of the Lord to all of us. We are appointed to go and bear fruit, the fruit of Christ, looking like Jesus, that your fruit should remain, that your fruit should remain, that whatever you ask, my Father, in my name, he may give you. As the band comes up. What does it say? John fifteen seventeen. These things I command you that you love one another. These things I command you that you love one another. So as we abide, align with his promises, advance. I want to finish with these. Why did Jesus say these things to us? There are many reasons, but I've just gone for four. Number one, He loves us just as His Father loved Him. You are loved. We are loved. Jesus says we are loved as the Father loved Him. That's how much we are loved. You are loved. You're very special. Very special. Why not just tap somebody on their shoulder and say you're very, very special. You're very special. You're very special. You are loved. You are loved. You are loved. You are loved. Receive that love. Receive it. Receive it. He wants us to have his complete joy. Number three, he wants us, he, he has absolute confidence that we can be like him. He has absolute confidence. Jesus believes in you. We believe in him, but he believes in us. And when Jesus believes in you, go for it. If you're praying for the sick, Jesus says you can do it. Do it. You find yourself in a a situation, share God's truth. He says you can. If Jesus says you can, you can. Don't let anything discourage you. Don't let anybody discourage you. Stand up and dust yourself and keep going. Finally, He longs for us to bear much fruit. As I pray, I have two questions. What is he saying to you? What are you going to do about it? Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. I have spoken your word. And I thank you that something of your truth would remain in our hearts that it will bear fruit for your glory in jesus name and all the saints said amen amen thank you let's give the lord a clap offering thank you